Combi Life Podcasts, stories from the road less travelled. Welcome back to the Combi Life Podcast. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in for more tales from the road less travelled. Uh, what we've got today coming up, Leah? Today we're going to be speaking about van life, starting van life and everything that you need to think about and plan for to uh, live this lifestyle. Imagine that, a lifestyle of full-time adventure and travel. That's a dream for a lot of people, which is why we're addressing the subject. Yeah, we, um, we're actually speaking with Tim and Liz, uh, who we met in Baja, California on the beach. Yeah, funny story about how we met them coming up, but uh, some of you may already have seen them because we recently re- uh, released a video on our YouTube channel reviewing their absolutely sublime synchro Honestly, what an adventure vehicle yeah, that is. Yeah, we were pretty jealous of their rig. They had a pretty cool rig. Very inspiring. We definitely got some ideas uh, for our future yeah. rig ourselves, and hopefully it gave a few other people some ideas also. I think right now they're somewhere in Central America, right? Last time I checked on their Instagram account. Yeah, I think they are. If you guys want to keep in touch with these guys and see where they're, where they're traveling down the Pan American Highway, you can get them at South by Synchro. Uh, I think they've got underscores between the words. Yeah. At Instagram. Yeah. You guys are smart enough to be able to figure that out. Anyway, that story about how we met them. So we actually bumped into them randomly um, in, in Torres Tor Santos, yeah. Torres Santos, Baja, a, California. Yeah, yeah. We met them there and they, um, we were staying there, living there at the time, and they were too. They had a break. They were having a break on their way down uh, to South and Central America and they, um, they, we met up with them a few times yeah, whilst we were staying there. But the funniest part of that story is when we we said our goodbyes because we were leaving Torres Santos and um, we broke down in Baja, California on the way out of out of there. That was one of the scariest breakdowns I've ever had yeah, in that a was combi. Pretty scary. We should have really mentioned this in the video that we recorded. Yeah. Um, and there's also a video version of this podcast if you prefer to see our beautiful faces whilst we sit down at camp talking with Tim and Liz. But... Um, this is a bit of a bonus content for the podcast only. When we broke down, we had just spent a couple of days in probably the best Volkswagen mechanics in Baja, California, in, in La Paz. Paz. Yeah. I'm not going to give them any promotion because they didn't tighten a very important bolt on our steering. And even though I said to them as we left the garage, are you sure everything's good? Like, is it definitely safe to drive? Because I know that when you're working on the steering, things can go severely wrong. And what, how far do we get out of the garage? Probably 10, 15 minutes down the road. Yeah, hardly anywhere at all. We were still in La Paz, just leaving the city. We just got up to highway speed. Yep, driving on a busy highway. There was, if you've driven in Mexico before, you'll know how crazy, like how fast the trucks and stuff go past you. So we had trucks zooming past us and then we lost control of our vehicle. Yeah, the steering and... basically, the wheel got disconnected from the steering. Um, the tie rod came off for anyone that knows what that is. Uh, meaning that the right-hand wheel, the passenger wheel, locked up, turned all the way right. I still had control over the the left wheel, so I somehow managed to wrestle the combi off the road and not hit any traffic. It yeah. was really scary because the wheel just locked. It just started screeching, um, and we just basically had to dive onto the side of the road. Yeah. And pretty lucky nothing happened yeah really really lucky and we ended up staying outside was it a brothel i don't know what that place was but we were in the middle there wasn't much around at all there was just this um well, it was like a truck stop kind of thing but not a very nice one yeah it's kind of like, a, it like an industrial 
area of La Paz and uh, we the guy kindly allowed us to park our van in the corner right by the highway just yeah, we're pretty close to the highway wasn't the most safest spot yeah this happened uh, kind of quite late in at night as we were heading out of town and we thought we would just wait until the morning so we can have a good look at what was going on the next day we uh asked all the locals around we figured out what we needed the parts to fix it it was only literally a couple of nuts that we didn't have uh in the combi and we asked all the locals if we could basically gets these nuts from a you know is there a hardware store around and and everybody said no yeah, and we asked a it, few people and it was a sunday and everyone was saying no everything's closed like you won't find anything so we were like great you know, so we're just going to sit in the comedy in the, in sun. the baking sun yeah. it was so hot and we were just sitting there kind of thinking well at least we've got solar we can get some work done we've got enough food we're not going to die we'll just wait 24 hours because we couldn't call the garage either because they weren't there on a sunday so we were like pretty miserable about this situation and then along comes tim <laughs> and liz tim and liz and they're like awesome really just pops up behind us going hey guys what are you doing here you sleep in like weird places sometimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> why are you camping here this is odd you guys are hardcore <laughs> like no we're actually broken down again he's like oh okay well what's up so, like, he basically said oh we'll just go and see if we can find a hardware store we drove for half a mile and we found an open hardware store we've been sitting there for hours <laughs> everyone had told us there was nothing open yeah so they were our savior and then we decided to celebrate and go surfing and uh hang out with them for a couple of days down at the surf and that was great it didn't take them much convincing they no. were supposed to be getting a the ferry across, a- yeah. across the mainland mexico and continuing continuing their pan-american adventure and we were like oh, do you want to go surfing and they were like yeah let's go so they took us to a surf spot uh nine palms on the east cape of baja california beautiful remote no facilities just go and park on the beach and that is where we recorded this conversation and yeah. the video their their van tour video yeah so we should get uh into the conversation because uh it's interesting yeah. They've got a lot to say, and it was really, really fun hanging out with them, and uh, we learned a lot too. Yeah, we hope you enjoy it, guys. Yep, enjoy. So, guys, cheers. Cheers. To another cheers. great day in Baja. Yeah. Um, just to set the scene for those of you that are watching at home, we are here on the beach. Um, <laughs> have been here for how long? Since our third day? days. Two days, yeah. Since Sunday. Since Sunday, Sunday, but I don't know what day it is. Long <laughs> enough for all of our vegetables to be rotten. <laughs> yeah. Yours, on the other hand, you're much better prepared with your fridge. And we'll get on to all of that in a minute. Um, I have to apologise to people at home because um, this is real van life here. This is not like clean up your house before we get the cameras out. There's like no. crap everywhere. But and we have a beachside view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard to get. We've been roughing it for a few days, so we, you know, <laughs> no makeup in this video. So we're here with Liz and Tim from Oregon. Oregon, both of you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Born and bred. Mm-hmm. Well, I was born in LA, but raised in Oregon. Nice. You, yeah. Count yourself lucky for that one, I'd say. Yeah. No offense to people from LA, but <laughs> Oregon's a pretty sweet state. Yeah. Um, so today we want to talk a little bit about preparing van life. Um, preparing for van life. Yeah, preparing for van life because yeah. um, you guys have been tinkering with vans for a while and now you're embarking yeah. on like a full-time kind of like fully um, self-sufficient mission down the Pan American <laughs> Highway. So um, Leah wanted to ask you a few questions. Yeah, sorry, now we need to introduce their dog as well. <laughs> They're traveling with a humongous bear slash Labrador. <laughs> 
as well, Lewis. <laughs> so we'll talk about him later. But yeah, so preparing for fan life, and it is, it is more going to be about preparing for a full-time travel fan life rather than like weekend away fan life, which you guys have done also. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been doing fan life for? <laughs> Go to bed. Go to bed. I love doing podcasts with dogs. That's Always the main like, reason we uh, cut Alaska's tail off, so it didn't wag in front of me. Oh, <laughs> not, not a true story. <laughs> so you guys have been doing van life for a while now. Um, yeah. Um, we started with, we always, I mean, just like everyone else saw vans and thought it was just so cool so I was, we were just like we have to have one it'd be so much fun and uh, our budget was really small so like the van we got needed a lot of love and I didn't know anything about them so like the learning curve just like as you know climbs very steep when you don't know what you're doing yeah yeah huh um, <laughs> and like we just kind of slowly traded up with through sweat equity to get uh to where we are now so like a lot of like learning curve and yeah. um prep in that but like the, our first van i apologize to whoever bought it I'm sorry because <laughs> uh, it really was a piece of junk um but you know like with enough effort we taught ourselves how to like overcome all these obstacles and yeah heavy preparation so how many vans have you had before this one Three to four. <laughs> Three to four. We're so, the Westphalia. Well, one thing I'm quite interested in is um, if you guys found that you've like changed your approach to van life between the vans, like with that experience of having the different vehicles, have you modified like what you have? Yeah. Yeah. Because we started off with the Westphalia pop top and then decided that wasn't really for us because we weren't using the pop top for what it was. For what reason? Because like, like we... Like, why did we get rid of it? Well, we were thinking about getting a pop-top for a while, but so what, what, why didn't it work for you? Well, because, like, you lose all the storage that a high-top provides, and we weren't using the bed as a bed. We always slept down below. Yeah. Some people like to sleep up top, so it works for that, but we would just end up getting to our location, popping the top, and then putting all our stuff up there as storage. And yeah. so it was this constant shuffle back and forth instead of using it as a bed. Or if you have kids, you know, it's perfect for that. But mm. we weren't using it for what it was and then decided that we would get permanent storage with a high top. Well, and we'd load like 400 pounds on the roof. So like lifting the top was like a two person effort yeah, as well. Put the, the yeah. Thule and yeah. all that up there. Is it doable? Can you you can lift it, but it's just like a pain in the butt. It's so heavy. It's like it's so heavy that it's like I'm not putting it up unless we are stopped and like not moving for a couple of days because it's such a pain. And yeah, in Oregon it rains. I don't know if anyone knows that it does rain <laughs> in Oregon. Um, yeah, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, the canvas can't get wet. It gets wet, you need to dry it out. Well, if it rains for a month straight, you know, you don't get that time to dry it out. And we just, we weren't using it, and we knew everyone loves the West Valley, so, like, we sold it um, and bought a tin-top van. And, like, I did all the work to put the high top on, so, like, cut the roof off and learned how to glue it down and just kind of went from there. Yeah, so this is your second high top now? Yeah. That you've made yourself, that you cut the roof out and put on the high top yourself. Yeah. And it seems to be the one that you're committed to because you're now embarking on this huge journey. Yeah. Well, so we, when we did the high top, we were like, 
we're gonna do the Pan American. We kind of had known that's what our plan, and uh, so we were using the van as a, a weekend warrior, you know, like getting all the kinks out and learning the van. And it wasn't until we followed a synchro, a four-wheel drive van, down a road, and like he was, you know, just motoring the lawn, and we were sliding off into the ditch, and because the road was so muddy and snowy, and like sliding around turns, and then he crossed a creek that was like we may wreck the van trying to cross this creek and that's when i was like a lot of fun it looked like it was so much fun because he like you know just bombed through it and we were like we may wreck the van if we try to cross it and that's when i was like we we really need to look look into us like selling this van and starting over with four-wheel drive because it's like we'll be doing the same things in south america or central america and it's like Mm -hmm pretty good chance if we wrecked the van down there it's there's no hope so it was like four-wheel drive gives us that chance to like get places you know further down the road but safely not you know hitting a creek crossing at 25 miles an hour and hoping to just like skim across and stuff yeah well most of the time we thought that we would be alone you know with no rescue vehicle like we are sometimes in Oregon with other friends that have four-wheel drive or even just another van that can help you get out so that's but we wanted to know that we could get out of a situation by ourselves yeah exactly that's been a a big thing for you right yeah the planning of this is being self-sufficient yeah I mean you can only be so self-sufficient but it was like let's do everything we can to like, unless we caused mistakes on our own, you know, like really dumb stuff. Like if we get stuck in the sand on the beach, we can get ourselves out of it. Not like we're totally helpless. We need someone to come with a tow truck. And that was kind of just like the whole thought process behind like selling a done van and starting over with (laughs) one that needed everything done. And that was... So was there a, a big difference between um, preparing a van to do the weekend trips and preparing this van now to do this big journey down the Pan American? Yeah. The phrase, well, we're in there, might as well do it, <laughs> seemed to pop up an awful lot. Because a weekend van, like, you can go with projects unfinished. and You can do, yeah. um, you can go, oh, I didn't get the cabinets done today. I'll do them next week and or next weekend or next but this it's like everything has to be done we have to think through everything everything needs to be like worked out and fixed and not just I'll get it next time I'll, I'll fix it next week it's like once you leave that's the the trip starts and like the convenience of a shop and like um, American hardware stores and stuff that you know is so easy just to run down the road here is you know could take a day to find a simple thing well then the other question the other thought was like that we were living in the van right like so you want it to be comfortable and have all those things that you want from day in and day out not just two days on the weekend where you can live without it for those two days yeah but when you're I mean this is your house you know what do you want in your house (laughs) yeah that was the question going through our minds when we were trying to weigh the options of something yeah. It is actually already quite difficult living in such a, a tiny space. Yeah. So, you know, anything you can do to make life more comfortable, like you guys have done, and we'll go through the build later on. But, um, yeah, I think those preparations uh, are key to 
making life work on the road. Otherwise, it's a real, it can be a real struggle, as you've seen with us, with no, no shade, <laughs> no fridge. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing. Like, being, like camping next to somebody who's so prepared, like compared to us, we're like ghetto style. Like. It does go to show, though, that you, you know, like it, you can do it like this. Yeah. So you can do it, but it's very like seeing how you guys do it. It's like wow, yeah. so nice. So much more comfort. I think a lot of people that are preparing for full-time van life, whether they intend to travel or whether they're just going to stay fairly local, I think most people um, try to kit out their, their rig before they leave the kind of security and comfort of whatever situation they're in, if they have an apartment with some space to work or something. I mean, you, what do you think? Do you think you could do some of this work whilst you're traveling around the States, for example? Um. I mean, I think so. You just really have to like manage your expectations of how things will get done. Will they get done to the like the standard that you set in your own mind and you know, like the timeline. Um, like we did something earlier this week on the road. You know, we had someone sew us a bulkhead, a fabric bulkhead, and very simple to add grommets. Took three days of us going back and check. <laughs> nope, not done today. The grommet guy's gone. It's like ah. The grommet guy's gone, you know, and like, you just have to like, okay, mm -hmm. this is how it goes. Like, things are gonna not go to our timeline sometimes, but like, not having a timeline has allowed us. And I think in the states, like, that would be the biggest thing is you can't have a, a I have to have this by this date because you're expecting other people to bend to your, not to your will, but to your, you know, um, timeline. Mm. So what are some of the things that if somebody was to, to start um, doing the van life full-time, but it's, it's different living the van life full-time when you're in a city and living the van life full-time when you're traveling. Yeah, mm -hmm. this like rig it, has been set up for travel. It's been set up for travel, so you've done like really like modified the, the van to like help you with like traveling. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you, that you're, now that you're here doing it, is there anything that you would have uh, changed or like that you um, just any advice on, on what you should be doing to prepare a vehicle for full time um like obviously water storage is a big thing well i would say like the biggest thing above all else is just know your rig and know how to do stuff yourself yeah. um like one of the like no no at least the basic mechanics to and you know vehicle. have that like DIY mentality that like if something does break I'm at least gonna try to fix it I mean cuz like we went I went over the top and I'm like first to admit it I probably shouldn't have gone so over the top but I was like it was really fun to me to like build these things and like oh how would I do this and yeah. but um we would get asked a lot like oh how do you how do you guys do this and it's like I literally take it apart and like oh my god I now have to figure out how to get it back together and like you just learn um I think that's just the biggest thing down here is you know even the most um like all the Tacoma trucks on the beach over there mm -hmm. you know they break down too like yeah. they have problems and if the people are willing to like figure it out they can get through these problems and a lot of times it's really simple stuff mm -hmm. minus Ben's engine can yeah. <laughs> This one's a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we'll go through like the build, like what you've done in like yeah. later on. Like go through everything because you've got really cool stuff that you've added to your van that we're jealous of. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll go through that later. Hey guys, we're just going to interrupt this conversation for a moment 
to let you know about our ebook that we've been putting together. It's basically everything that we've learned about van life over the past five years, combined with a bunch of research with what other people are doing in the van life community to basically give you everything you need to know about preparing for living on the road and also to how to actually live on the road and how to last on the road through nomadic jobs and you know from anything from setting up your vehicle through to uh, where to sleep and how to find free wi-fi and all of the stuff that you might be wondering these are all of the questions answered in one place and it's available on combilife.com if you think that is something that you would like go check it out now back to the conversation also with preparing to do a big trip and to live full-time in your vehicle, did you have to do anything else um, before you left home? Like what were the major things that you had to organise and sort out before you left for a big trip? I mean we've been planning for a couple of years and it took a lot of uh, commitment I would say. Like we chose to save up for the trip ourselves. Yeah. Um, like different people do different things to fun their trip yeah like yeah. working on the road but we don't really have jobs that can work from the road so uh, we knew we would have to save a lot of money so we did that for about two years and then um, there came a point where we had saved up a bit of money but we needed the last bit kind of to make it actually happen and to um, and to build out the van last minute decision yeah we had this like van to build and we were in a rental house in Bend which is pretty expensive to live so uh, we made the decision to leave Bend and move uh, to Tim's parents house to save some money luckily they which let is... us live there for nine months we were there yeah so that's a big commitment too as like a married couple to live with the parents yeah, but, but it's such a good way to save money they're like not renting for yeah a we're we're very thankful for that opportunity and they had a shop to work at mm -hmm. and all of that so but that was hard because we had to leave our life that we were comfortable with and our jobs there and kind of start over for a little bit yeah. before we actually started on the trip so um, I think that was a major thing and then building out the van was definitely yeah a big preparation um, Did you but have then a figuring budget? out like stuff yeah we I mean we didn't own our house so that was easy we just rented so we left that house but we sold almost all of our stuff. Yep. I mean, we have no furniture or any of that. Um, held a garage sale or two and gave away a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we kept almost nothing. Yeah. 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 You can only fit so much into a Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, trying to find storage for your place. Like, we're able to leave it at Tim's parents. So, because we were trying to cut back on our monthly bills that you're connected back to, right? Mm -hmm. Like because that takes away from your monthly budget traveling. Yeah. So the least amount of things we had to pay for at home, the better. Yeah. So did you have a like a budget, a daily budget in mind that you like you know, to know how much to save for roughly that you'd feel safe with? Not not like a daily budget. It was more like we just really cut frivolous spending. Like we didn't go out for beers on Friday night or go get dinner or, you know, go out to brunch with friends. Like we really like cut all those kind of expenses as far back as we could. And towards the end, we cut back on like camping. And, mm. you know, that's like something that was really fun to us, but it was like, it costs money. You have to buy gas and all that. And mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that was like one way we were like, okay, if we're going to do this trip, we need to be, like, 100% committed. And it's really easy to, like, oh, you know, it's 
it's only $25 and it's like $25 could be two days worth of expenses down here. And, yeah. Um, so it was really hard, but also at the same time, we uh, would joke between ourselves that it was for future fun. Yeah, so exactly. We're we like, just hashtag say, future fun. It's like, <laughs> we would just say that to each other whenever one of us wanted to do something. It's, it's like, like, let's just go get a beer. It's like, hashtag future fun. Like, yeah. oh. Oh. <laughs> Staying home today. Okay. All right. That's, fair. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That, like, kept us focused, though, yeah. honestly. Hashtag and I don't think we really fun. had, like, too much of a goal, necessarily, like, a a number amount but mm -hmm. we kind of surprised ourselves on how much we were able to save up like yeah, in yeah. the end it was like dang like that was a lot of money to save up in two years and yeah a lot of i mean it takes a lot of dedication and and yeah. even your friends understanding like oh yeah like they have this dream that they want to live and so it's not anything towards them that we're not going out for beers or something. Yeah. Sorry. It's surprising how much money that you spend on things like yeah. you know, pizzas, beers, like yeah. just the yeah. you know, stuff that could be cut back to the, you know, the bare basics. I did that as well when I was saving for traveling. I, you know, I didn't, I hardly went out. I mm -hmm. didn't go on vacation. Yeah. Just tried to save as much money as I could. Yeah. Hashtag future fun. Yeah. <laughs> we were able to basically like live off of one of our incomes is how we kind of did it. Like, we would just live off of like Tim's income and try to like pocket most of mine. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to kind of and try then, to get it down to one person and then you can save the rest. And I was probably a little bit like of a budget Nazi. Like I would like text Liz like towards the end of the month, I'd be like, you only have $150 left for the week. Yes, like, I don't know how much is in my bank account. <laughs> like I'm like I don't, and she'd like, you know, would like, furiously respond that that's not enough but like we would like that's how we like okay we don't have a lot and because i would take all her income and that would go all into the savings and then mine would be rent when we were living in Bend, all the bills cell phones student loans everything and then so that's like how we like okay if we can literally cut our income in half and still live then like what says we couldn't cut it even further and yeah. I mean, people do it all the time. Yeah. yeah, and it's good training as well for when when you are on the road and like you realize then that you don't need to spend very much yeah. to yeah. actually live, yeah. and even less when like down here. It has. It's actually kind of hard to like let those things go. Like even we've been going out to tacos a lot, and it's like, oh gosh, like we've been going out to eat so much, even mm -hmm. though tacos are probably like cheaper than making food in the van. But yeah, yeah, the meals. It's hard to like cut those. Yeah. habits almost it'll be like seven dollars and it's like oh <laughs> god we gotta cut back like, uh, i think we're gonna uh, we're okay with tacos but it's like you know the like the traits just like let's said hang with us after yeah. Yeah. yeah but there's not a lot of info we realized like it was a little bit difficult saving up because there's not a lot of info out there on what people How spend much, yeah, on these trips like i think we looked up like two other overlanders that had done similar things and it was around 1200 to 1500 for two people a month so mm -hmm. we were expecting to spend about that our goal has been a thousand a month okay. for yeah, both of us and I think. yeah and i think it will i mean of course it will vary from country to country and what the currency is but mm -hmm. um that's what we've been like aiming towards which yeah. is helpful and we like keep track of literally every expense so that's a good uh, idea. we write it down and Tim has made like a spreadsheet so we can really hold ourselves accountable and know 
what we need to do the rest of the month and like coming here and parking for a week and we're not spending any money. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been helpful to do that. Yeah, current fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's handy to do, to know. It's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that you know, like saving and budgeting and stuff was a way to prepare. Did you have to do anything with like um, your mail and all that stuff? Is it the mail going to your parents' house and did you like redirect everything and like just finalize everything that you needed to? Uh, since we were like already living there, that wasn't um, too much. I mean, we canceled a lot of like cell phone plans and insurance yeah, right. and yeah. you know stuff like that. They're really like yeah the tied to society type stuff um which which yeah i mean that was kind of interesting to do you know and like the cell phone companies don't like to give up easily and um what about student loans and stuff like did you like any loans and stuff that you had to finish yeah i have student loans and we're still paying them off okay um, so you know if you're in mexico you don't need to pay them off what that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't you can find you. Loan, you know? <laughs> Mexico's the real land of the free, you know. Until we get locked down here. Yeah. <laughs> Stopped at the border. Uh, you owe. <laughs> what? I didn't know it was mattered to get into the Yeah, country. I think we just didn't have that many bills and things to really tie up, but... And because kind of fortunate we, in that way, I guess. We'd yeah. spent two years kind of getting to it, and then when we moved to my parents, that was like, okay, things are serious. So, like, we had already kind of started paring stuff down Yeah. as we got kept getting closer. Like, really, like, is it really necessary to have our own Netflix account if we're at my parents' house? Mm. It's like, oh, cut, cut all that kind of, <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, so we just used their Netflix. <laughs> so it was a slow process to like, like prepare yourself like mentally yeah. and like everything to, for this like big trip. Yeah. Like it to, is, and then I mean, still the last week we're still running around yeah. just like tying up loose ends, you know. Like, it's hard to like separate yourself, and at the in the moment you're like, oh my god, all this stuff is so important. I need to, and now that we're down here, it's like I can't even remember what was so important yeah, that crazy, we were like. Yeah. I have to make sure this is all in order, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> life goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, um, like, taking things from your previous lifestyle into into van life? Like, what have you brought with you in terms of, um, like, hobbies or interests? Because um, that's important, because it's like... you're working. Yeah, like, you need something to kind of... Because um, it is a big lifestyle change, and it is like, okay, what do we do now? Like, yeah, we're traveling, but there's still something that yeah. you kind of want I to. I think the like first week, it was like we're looking at each other, like, oh god. At least I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we do all day? Especially when you're on a beach like by yourselves, which we were like the first week. Um, but then you kind of get used to like almost the act of like not really doing anything, which is which good. is kind of nice. Like, yeah. you're so used to like just. Just keeping busy down. all day long and um we've had like plenty of days where we've just read books all day like both of us just on the beach reading books and it's kind of nice to we've powered through a lot of books yeah <laughs> which is something we actually don't do at home because we have netflix and wi-fi and yeah. um we just were talking about how we really want to change that when we get home like limiting the wi-fi to like only a certain hour of the day yeah. um so i think it's going to change hopefully our lifestyle when we get home um yeah. but 
I think like I try to work out most days, yeah, like try to get something. Yeah, it's routine, yeah. Yeah, and trying to stay active and healthy because it's pretty easy to sit around all day and do nothing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and eating healthy is a lot harder too. Yeah, yeah, so trying to figure out those things. I know, well, we just spent a month in Todos Santos and took Spanish lessons. Like that's one big goal of ours is to learn Spanish fairly well so yeah. that we can at least go back and be like, well, we have nothing on our resume for the last couple of years, but we, you know, acquired this skill. Um, so hopefully that will be helpful and it's something to do and something that will help us in our trips going further. Yeah, of course. So we'll probably do more of Spanish lessons as we go along, too. Mm -hmm. um, I love to tinker, so I probably <laughs> brought so many spare parts and tools <laughs> and things um, that I could, we could survive without, but like, it's almost a personal challenge to me. If something breaks and I can't fix it, you know, to like come up with a way. So, um, that's definitely something that I brought that it's like, I probably don't need all like two sets of sockets for the same wrench, but you know, I was like, <laughs> what if I need two of the same size? <laughs> so, what if you lose one? Yeah. yeah. You can do that. And also surfing, you've been doing quite a bit of surfing yeah. since you've been here. Yeah, um, that's kind of like dictated where we go, honestly, is um, finding places that gives us like active entertainment. It's, uh, I call it free entertainment, you know? Um, just being able to like walk out from the van and go surf all day and get that exercise and keep myself active and energized and um, just being able to do something and not spend money. And that's like, you know, our hashtag future fun. Like that's how, like we've got so used to it is we go on hikes when we didn't want to go spend money. So now it's like we can sit on a beach all week and just surf and enjoy ourselves and not like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Let's go do something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Yeah, this is the one thing about van life is you do have a lot more free time than you do when you're out, of, you know, at the office all day long or stuck in in whatever you do for work. Yeah, and I, I, I like I revel in that because <laughs> I think I have my hindsight's already kicked in and I can see like we'll never have this opportunity again to be in our twenties and thirties um, to like dictate you know let our own imagination dictate where we're going yeah um like a lot of this trip it's been like oh where do you want to go and it's like oh people said this place is cool and we go there and it's like you show up and it's like this place is awesome let's stay a week and a half and you can't do that you know working having a career you know two weeks a month or two weeks a year you can't like hey let's just go drive around and see what's awesome and then spend two weeks there you <laughs> And so I already know, like, I need to revel in this because we will never get this opportunity again. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a level of freedom that most people don't ever experience in their lives. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just freedom for you, but it's freedom for your mind as well. Like, yeah. when, you're, when you're constantly in front of Netflix or Wi-Fi yeah. or a job that you have to do, you yeah. don't really have any free space for your mind to think about like what's important for you and you know like you can reassess priorities in life when yeah. you, when you have that free time yeah and i think that's one of the the major benefits of van life because even the people that that move into a van for a short period of time and decide that they don't like it yeah. they've had that time to think 
about what what's mm -hmm. important to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been it's been really nice to like wake up on a beach or you know just know that we are in control of what we want to do the entire time and um what was so validating is when i left my job i worked with a lot of really professional doctors you know nurses all sorts of you know career people who spent a long time and when i told them you know i'm leaving because this is what we're going to do i would say 60 percent of them would come up and say i've always wanted to do that and it's like i knew like people miss the opportunity they yeah. don't they don't sacrifice and they just don't give it up and say this is what i'm going to do i'm going to work to achieve my goal so yeah for me it's been like i know this like i'm bored on a beach in baja right now <laughs> and this is so boring i could be at work <laughs> work is way more boring so i'll take it okay. uh, <laughs> very true and we got to um so we'll just quickly talk about their other travel companion. Oh yes. Where is Lewis? <laughs> Where is Lewis? I don't know. He's asleep. Oh, he is a massive dog. I can't believe we travel in that bus with him, in a van with him. But um, how did you have to do anything to prepare for him to come and on this journey with you um, and live not in the very van? much. We just read that you have to have like a clean bill of health certificate for him. So we took him to the vet like right before we left and made sure he was up to date on his shots and and all that and then they give you a print off of it so who knows yeah. if we'll ever be asked for it yeah um and i'm not sure you know we haven't really crossed any borders other than the u.s to mexico so um i'm sure that story will um involve more down the road but so far it wasn't much preparation yeah how has Lewis adapted to tiny house living? Yeah. Um, His first week or two weeks, <laughs> he was really confused and didn't understand it and was like really nervous and kind of like jittery and like stayed, Anxious, yeah. stayed very close to, <laughs> oops, as he laps up the mic, uh, stayed very close to the van and us. And now like, yeah, he, he does whatever he wants. wanders down the beach, and I'll come back from surfing, and he's under someone else's tent just hanging out with their family, yeah. and it's like, okay, he's got a new family now. Um, but he, he seems to it. do that a lot. Yeah. He seems to be adapting pretty quickly because yeah. he's, he's quite comfortable now. Yeah. Yeah, he's just wandering off now to go say hi to someone else. Yeah, I'd say once we got into Baja and, like, weren't moving around as much because through California we were going from, like, person to person that we mm. knew and staying at their house or staying in the van so it was just a lot of movement um so once we got to Baja and kind of stayed in one place and he was mm -hmm. able to wander and do whatever cool. he was pretty happy with it other than the heat is the only thing but I would say they kind of adapt to that too yeah his nickname is the Oso and Oso is bear in Spanish, <laughs> and it's because he goes into what we call bear mode and will eat everyone's food. Yeah. We Regardless. apologize to everyone that Past. stole food, food on the beach. Past yeah. and future, I apologize. Yeah. We, we will buy you a dinner. <laughs> Lewis ate yours. Awesome. Well, it's getting really, really dark, so I think yeah. we need to like, wrap it up because yeah. you can't see us yeah. anymore. Uh -huh. But we will. We are going to do um, a van tour after this. We'll probably have another separate video that we can link to. Yes. Um, which it's is going to be your awesome rig and what you did to it and all the modifications. So I'm it's going to be really cool. I'm jealous of this vehicle in front of us. 
Um, and anyone that's listening to this or watching this should definitely check out the other video because uh, it's going to be there's some cool stuff on your on your van. You've done a really oh, good job. Yeah. Very thank inspiring, you. and I really think good. it's um, the fact that you've made such a rig in in a way that kind of um, makes you be like self-sustainable you can just go out and you know you don't need anyone you've got solar you've got the water system all sorted out you've even got the filtration system so you can just fill up (laughs) your i mean i can't (laughs) wait to get into that we'll do that in another video awesome i look forward to it thanks for the conversation thank you Guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that and you got a lot from it. Um, we don't know who we're going to be speaking to next, but um, we assure you it will be interesting and informative. And those of you that like watching our travel adventures in our combi will be pleased to know that season five is now playing on YouTube. We highly recommend you go and check this out because we put a heck of a lot of effort into making the best content we have ever done. And the story, honestly is unbelievable you would not believe that it's a true story so go check that out it's a very unique series and we know you're going to love it go check that out on the combi life youtube channel until next time happy travels